What happened there? It's episode 91 of We the Gamer Cast, hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every single Monday. I have to apologize. I probably won't do it like that ever again. But today is a special treat. Thank you so much for listening and for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, it's easy. Just go over there, like just a little subscribe button. Just it pops into your feed every week. And for those who have already rated us on iTunes, thank you so much. And if you haven't done it, next time you poop. I know it's coming soon. Next time you poop, just just head on over to to rate us on iTunes. It helps get the show out to so many more people. Like maybe the person there's another you've been listening for a while, but there's another there's a neighbor, there's a podcast neighbor that you have. This may be their first time. And if that's the case, if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about video games. And if you want to be part of the show, if you want to be on this show, tweeted me at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. We are back. This is official, guys. We had a short little break in between predictions and reactions. We had John Wall from the Mega Dads on, and we had a whole bunch of E3 business. But this is, this is back to true form, guys. We are back into our normal rotation. We're back to a weekly show where I interview and have sweet hangs. Like I said, with a stranger from the internet. Um, but before we get into it, I wanted to once again thank everybody for being part of the reaction shows where we tallied up our scores and realized how horrible at predictions we all are. So I really, once again, I want to thank the whole list of people here. Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru, Zach Erickson from Nintendo Dads, Joseph Moran from Poly Games, Kaylee Woomer, Blessy Adeoye, and Alex Van Aken. They're both from OKBeast.com, by the way. Fiona McKinnon, Brock McLaughlin, Ryan Turford, Drew McMillan from the Game Moose podcast, uh, Mitch Power, Seamus Mullins, the Australian Wonder from Down Under, Garrett Bland, Chelsea Capri, Dave Moore from the Day Space Podcast Network. I cannot thank you guys enough. You made June a very, very special month. I know that we've reached more people than ever, so thank you. And, and it's through your your networks that that all works. So thank you for inviting uh, all of your friends and family, uh, real and and internet family. Thank you for inviting them to be part of this show. And I hope that I hope that you enjoy the energy and the candor that's brought forward. And I hope that you stick around because because those were unique episodes that's not normally what we're up to here on on we the gamer cast we we do a little one-on-one time we have real talk uh we get to know maybe a, a voice that you've heard on the internet before we get to know them at it in a different way and this week my my guest is ian prichel from from ok beast and a plus anime and i just i had to talk to him he he relocated to to japan born in the u.s born in the usa just like bruce springsteen and apple and uh, I needed to talk to him because he recently went to Kind of Funny Live 3. And as as somebody who went to Kind of Funny Live 2, I wanted to hear what that experience was like. And I know many of you are Kind of Funny best friends. So I hope I hope this episode is uh it connects with you in, in some sort. I hope every episode connects with you. But I think this one is pretty special. Today is Father's Day, by the way. I'm recording this on Father's Day. You're hearing this the day after Father's Day or some at some point afterwards. And obviously, this is my first 
my first time being a dad on Dad's Day. And so happy, first of all, happy Father's Day to all of all of the dads out there, the Nintendo dads, the Mega dads, the normal dads, the Sony dads, the Xbox dads, all the dads. I hope you guys are having sweet hangs with, with your family. That's what that's what we're going to do today. Typically, Father's Day is a little, uh, we, we don't really do too much on Father's Day in the past. Uh, we, it's, I know that it's, it's a little tough on, on Chelsea for sure. Uh, her dad passed away in 2009. So, so we give her a big extra special hug today. And, uh, we, we're just gonna, we're gonna make something special, you know, with, with Lincoln. We're gonna go for a walk with the dogs. We're gonna have sweet hangs. We're gonna have barbecue with the family. And, um, yeah, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. But, but because of, all of this, we don't really do, we don't make a huge, a huge deal out of it, but, uh, it's, it's special in, in sort of a different way, not really in a gifts kind of way, but with sweet, sweet hangs. I don't know if you guys listen to the, the geek cast, the formerly the geek cast now, uh, reformatted a brand new show, uh, that is available on the day space podcast network. It's called the Nintendo PlayStation podcast. Super clever name. If you ask me, it's, uh, it's with Bobby, the Nintendo guru and Toby Thornton. They have started a show that, uh, has really two focuses, Nintendo and PlayStation. If you didn't gather. And I think it's super clever because of that console that would have been the Nintendo PlayStation. I was on the show, the episode one or did, was that an episode zero? Bobby, I don't even know. I'm sorry, man. It was, it was the first one that we aired. I think it was in episode zero. Anyways, on that episode, we announced that Bobby, Toby, and I are, are joining together. We're linking arms. We're holding hands, sweaty, sweaty gamer hands. And we have started a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash make us better. Obviously, uh, I've done a bunch of episodes since then of We the Gamer Cast, but I haven't had a chance to talk to you one on one. And I didn't want that to overtake all of the excitement of the E3. I didn't really get a chance to, to, to sort of explain my, my part of it, I guess, and, uh, to have this one on one chat with you. And, and maybe you don't listen to all the podcasts that I do. So that's, that's fair. So really quickly, I just wanted to thank already. We have seen tremendous support. And I'm just, I'm blown away. Thank you guys so much already for going to patreon.com slash make us better and showing us that, that you're with us and that you want to make all these shows better. So make us better is, as I mentioned, Bobby and Toby and I, it will, it will support this show. We, the gamer cast, if we ran Nintendo and the Nintendo PlayStation podcast. And it truly is. We were trying to come up with a name. Like, was it, is it going to be like team guru? Is it going to be, we couldn't find a way to sort of like merge all of it together. And as we were talking about what we wanted to the Patreon to do, it really was to make the shows bigger and better. Um, this show specifically, we've got a couple stretch goals. Um, one thing that I really want to get to is having the show, um, have video. I know that a lot of people have, have been asking about that and I'm like, I'm working on something and this is it. This is the chance to make with the gamer cast, um, on youtube.com, which is a website you may have heard of. And the the main reason it's not already on video, it like it I know that a lot of other podcasts do video and uh it, it seems like, well, why doesn't this one just do it? There's there's really two reasons. The first one is that a not everyone has video. So I'll have to come up with with uh when I talk to um when I interview people over Skype. Sometimes most of the time it does come over through video, but sometimes it doesn't. So I'll have to come up with some sort of like elegant solution to to that issue. And and actually more importantly or more more impactful is the fact that the Nate that this segment that you're hearing right now makes video a little bit more complicated and a little bit more involved than than your usual sort of podcast that you see up on like I can't just 
I, I would I would make this part part of the video as well. Like I would be talking directly into your eyeballs. I would speak right into the camera. Uh, and so that obviously has some implications on on the editing process, even the audio part, even doing this separately from from the conversation. It just takes a little extra lecture thought and um and processing so i hope you guys understand that so that's a that's a stretch goal that we've got um gosh i should know this off the top of my head but 75 dollars when we hit 75 bucks a month then this show goes goes video and the next step is that i actually want to get another feed going i actually want to do more and this is truly where you can make us better um i know a lot of people have been asking about like when can we have when can we have so and so back when can we have Joey Ferris back on the show? And, you know, I, I've now been, this is episode 91. I've had, you know, some of them, some of them are E3s, but I would say probably 70 guests. If I had to, if I had to, somebody will, will be able to iron this out for me, but like 70 people are now in the, the legacy and the history, the backlog of, of We the Gamer cast. And I have so many, I've had so many great conversations with people and, you know, there's obviously many more people that I would love to meet, and I don't want one to override the other. So by by donating on patreon.com slash make us better, getting us up to, uh, I think it's 150. Bobby, I'm sorry. I should know this. View all. You can find all of this on, of course, patreon.com slash make us better. Yes, it's at 150 uh, per month. Obviously, there are there are benefits for the other shows as well. Today, I'm just going to focus on, on We The Gamer Cast. This will get another show two times a month. And I think we can grow it from there, but we're going to start there. Um, I want to be able to have previous guests because obviously, you know, when, when somebody comes on the show for the first time, that's just the beginning of many budding relationships. I want to have Jace plays games, Jace Baldridge back on the show. I want to have Lee and Becky from Phoenix Overdrive, the Nerd Overdrive podcast. I like so many people. I can't even, I can't name them all. Obviously I'll be here forever. Uh, but that is something that we can unlock together, uh, by, by donating on patreon.com slash make us better. Um, I talked to John Wall about this a few weeks ago about balancing all the content, making it worthwhile for people to tune in, but also making it worthwhile for us. Like it doesn't, it sounds awful because it sounds sort of like self-centered, but it does have to be worthwhile. It has to be, we have to justify this to our families in a way. So it's not necessarily that Patreon is like paying for it, but it, it definitely helps for us to go to our families and say like, look, this is worth it. This is, and people want it. And so there's, there's that give and take. And I hope that you guys, if you want to support us, then great. If not, you can continue on and we'll just, we'll just keep doing the show. The best part is that nothing is locked behind Patreon. There's no content that you are not allowed to get, uh, if you're not a Patreon supporter. Even if we do a second show, that will be available to all. So really, you're not just like entering this secret club that only you get secret access to. And if that's a Patreon, if that's a style of Patreon that you support, then that's great. That's just not what we wanted to do. Um, but you have the ability to make this get bigger, have a second feed, have returning guests. If that's what you want, then help us make it happen over at patreon.com slash make us better. Some of the people uh, are executive producers. At $10 a month, you can be an executive producer. And a very special shout out today as we as we announce this to Nick Militia from Next Level Games. He's at NL Video Games and Joel Brooks at underscore Joel Brooks. You guys are amazing executive producers. We will have you getting a special shout out every show on We The Gamer Cast, the Nintendo PlayStation podcast, and If We Ran Nintendo. And 
at $3 a month as a producer, you'll be in the, in the show notes on this show. You'll be in the video, uh, credits on the other two podcasts. So be on the lookout for that. Obviously you can support us at just $1 a month as well, but we're going to get closer to those stretch goals, um, even at three bucks a month. I appreciate it if you do. And if you're, if you're listening still, <laughs> even though we're another podcast that's, that's on Patreon. Thank you guys even just for listening. All the stuff that you already do, all the tweets, all the sharing, the rating us on iTunes, it, it all helps. And so I just wanted to spend a little bit of time today to talk about the Patreon. Um, but that's really it. E3 is behind us. I think it was really great. I've got thoughts on if we ran Nintendo. I was also on, um, the Secret Friends Unite podcast with Todd Oxtra. Thank you so much, Todd. And so you can hear me go on and on about that. We sort of go, uh, go into detail. And I also was on Play Some Video Games podcast after, after the Xbox conference. So we went through every single game. So you can hear me on that. If you, if you missed that, you can go back. Now that we're out of the explosion of E3 content. And if you're looking for a little more, you can find me, you can find me there. I, for one, am excited about the Xbox One X, but we can get into that in the future really quickly. Um, I hope you guys are playing lots of games. Now that we're out of the news and we're not watching press conferences, hope you're getting back to playing games i for one am starting up horizon i need to i need to jump into that and uh i just fired it up a little while ago and i've i've pledged to i gotta beat persona 5 this cannot be a game that i pay full price for and don't beat um and i've also got (laughs) i don't know how i'm gonna do all this but i've got xcom 2 because of fiona mckinnon and lucas rose they're talking about every time i talk to fiona i think about xcom 2 and Lucas Rose was talking about it over at Flux Depose, another show that you guys should definitely, definitely check out. My guest this week is none other than Ian Prichel from OKB's OK podcast and A Plus Anime. He is a really just a super interesting guy. This is a really special episode, guys. You can find Ian on Twitter at Ian Why Not, and we're going to get into that name in a little bit. Again, visit OKBeast.com. Probably some of the best emerging content going on right now just really really special stuff you might remember blessing at on the uh, obviously on the prediction show but we had him on even before that was it before or after he's been on the show we did a one-on-one with with blessing such an awesome dude and uh awesome stuff coming out of okay beast again we're going to talk a little bit about kind of funny live three we're going to talk about moving to japan and why somebody would ever do that so why don't we get into it everybody here he is ian prashow What was that? What did you just drink? Oh, um, so what they do is here, there's a bunch of vending machines here, and they're these super small coffees. So, like, here's like here's my hand, and uh-huh. here's the size of it. Yeah. Um, so this is a black, this is called UCC Black, and it is just a black coffee in the shape of a can. It, I and, thought you were having a beer, because it's morning for you right now, right? Yeah, it's morning time for me, yeah. So I just thought you were being, like, super hardcore right now, and just, like, crack this beer, but also it's very small, because I imagine, like, everything, like, that you in general are large compared to most things. Like, maybe that's what I was getting yeah. at with the, with the apartment or, you know, products and people. That you're just yeah, larger exactly. than pretty much everything over there. I only buy small. That's the thing. <laughs> like some people are very dedicated to one brand. Like, oh yeah, I only do Nintendo. I only do no. I only buy things that are way too small. Just small. <laughs> exactly. I have so, very strange brand loyalties. That well, yeah, just on a on a size level. So exactly. How was I listened to OK Beast? You're hanging out with Blessing with Alex and everybody there. I'm super jealous. Were Were you there last year? I wasn't actually. Because we would have, we would have maybe even like stepped on each other's toes. Like, 
Kaylee Woomer and I crossed paths and that was it. She just stepped on my toe and just she just kept going. She was <laughs> she was she was way too busy for the likes of me. Um, but how was it, man? Like I know, like now you're a week removed from it. Like, mm. would, you, would you do it again? Like, tell me about. Oh, it. in a in a fucking heartbeat. In really? A, in a heartbeat. Yeah, dude. In a heartbeat. Like, oh, look at the, the smile on your face. Man. Yeah. So the story behind that whole thing was. Uh, so I've been friends with Blessing and all those guys for a while. Uh, I think about like a year and a half now. And uh, I met these guys at a very uh, interesting time in my life uh, because I, I realized at the time when I met them that teaching was not going to be a permanent gig for me out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and teaching I was there. Which is a second language, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I, I got to pivot. What's the next thing? What can I do? And I was like, uh, at the time I was talking with my boss and I, and. She's like, well, you need to do something you're passionate about. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. And then we talked about Fire Emblem for 45 minutes. And she's like, you should talk. You should do that. And I was like, do what? And she's like, talk about that. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I don't even know anything about what you're talking about, but you make it seem really interesting. You should do this. And I was like, okay, maybe I should. Uh, so then I, uh, from then that day on, I said to myself, okay, every game that I finish, I'm going to write a small article about. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, let me find some examples. And uh, I find, like, I think it was through Google or something, like something completely random. I find OK Beast, and I was like, oh, this guy's got some cool articles. Come on. That's the story? No joke, yeah. Google. What were you even Googling? Like, how do you you go from, like, video game talking articles, boss said I should do this, and then OK Beast? Like, blessing, that's some baller SEO, dude. Like, I don't know how Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, no, I, I was. I think I was just looking up like video game articles, and I started at IGN, then I went to Kotaku and Polygon, and I was like, all right, let me sure. just keep on searching, uh, and then I found eventually somehow by the grace of God found found it, and then I was like, oh, this is cool, and then I hit, I think I hit up him on Twitter, and I was like, oh, he has got a Twitter account, let me talk to him, uh, and I was like, hey, uh, you're writing these articles, like you know, can I talk to you for a little bit and like pick your brain about how you do it? And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. We talked like once or twice. And then he's like, yo, uh, you ever done a podcast before? I was like, what's a podcast? Come then, on. No joke. Never, never done any form of audio recording ever in my life. Never been on a radio show. Didn't, didn't do any radio stuff in, in high school or college. Um, my background in, in high school at least was film, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of entertainment media stuff. Uh, and then my background in, in college was product design and product development. Uh, but never done audio before. Um, were you like a theater kid or anything like that? Like, were you into drama and stuff like that? Or, like anything never, performing arts, nothing like that? Never. I did art. I did a lot of drawing growing up, but my parents aren't really a huge supporters of the arts. They're like they're like old school Europeans, so they're like, you need to go be a doctor. You need to, you know, be like some sort of medical profession. Uh, what what yeah. part of Europe are like is your family from? Uh, mom, mom's family's from Ireland. Uh, dad's family is from Austria and Russia. So okay. very yeah, old, I definitely old, see old the Austria Russian like yeah. The um, beard, the beard that no matter what happens, I shave it off every day. It comes back. That's, I would uh, think that's it's just that. this this perpetual handsomeness. Really, I'm just sort of like oh, taking a little bit thanks, here. I, thanks, like, buddy. I, I didn't know what to expect, but like it's pretty. I, I, you know, good for you. Good for you. Thanks, um, brother. So so you meet you meet blessing you didn't even do any of this podcasting stuff and then the radio stuff was it were you just in like the were, so you're oh, already I have, living wait, i have a quick question are we supposed to be recording now i if you're not i am it's not a big oh, deal okay, okay this is pretty much okay, the cool. thing you know you never oh, know okay. if you, i didn't this I is thought we were just it. talking. I thought we were doing like pre-roll right now. We are, but that's the show. Oh, okay, that's good. the whole. Ooh. That's why this Ooh. whole thing is seems to work. I don't know. 
But okay. that's also my favorite part of most of some episodes where like the guests will say like, should I be recording this? And it's like, dude, this we're 10 minutes in. We're good. You're fine. We're doing it. We're that's, doing it. That I mean, I think that everything is working. This is also a good time for me to go like, yep, yeah, no, everything's recording. It's all good. So you're there living, you, you are, you were living in Japan at the time that you mm-hmm. contact Blessing. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was living out in uh, the countryside, actually. I was uh, living out in a place called Owami, which is about an hour and a half yeah, an hour and a half, two hours from Tokyo. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to back all the way up. We're, we're sort of already in, like, memory lane story time here, meeting, meeting Blessing. But I'm going to go back to the beginning because you, you, you're from America. Like, where, I am. Where were you born? I was born in uh, Englewood, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. And, like, where – how does somebody from Englewood, New Jersey go, you know what? My parents hate that I'm into the arts, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm not even going to move back to the homeland. I'm going to I'm going to move to Japan. Like walk me through this. Like where I feel like we're going to uncover right. some layers here Ian. Like this All is right. this oh. is sort of this is the deal. Oh, there I, are some layers going to be uncovered. I'm excited. Okay, so like I have I have this feeling and and correct me if I'm wrong that like you grew up with some with some serious nerd cred and maybe some like like liking some video games, liking some anime. Like I'm just, you know, I'm going out on a limb here. So, mm-hmm. like, what's life for you as a as a young a young man, a little boy growing up in New Jersey? Like, what kind of nerd stuff are you into? Okay, so so I'm the oldest of four boys, and Goodness. all of them, yeah. There's a lot of it's a frat house pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, but. We spent a lot of our time doing sports and team sports and stuff. And from there, like when we weren't doing sports, we would like, you know, play games at our house. And uh, when I was very young, my dad showed me, he brought me to his office. And the first time I ever saw video games was at his office because my dad actually sold arcade cabinets as one of his, uh, his like venture capitalist things. Uh, So we're talking like old TMNT, old Street Fighter, stuff like that. Yeah. So he would say, oh, come with me to work. I want to see, you know, I want you to see how I work. And I said, okay, sure. And uh, as he's working on his computer stuff or whatever or doing other things, uh, one of his coworkers was like, come here, come, come here. I want to show you something. And he takes me to the back and we start playing uh, old TMNT, like an old arcade cabinet that this guy repaired. And he's like, hey, you know, don't bother your father. He's really busy. Play some games. And I was like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, I was like hooked. I wanted to play more Street Fighter. I wanted to play more Team NT. Was that like uh, your like, first like video game memory kind of thing? Like, It was either that or it was uh, – I actually – like a lot of people think that like, oh, you know, video games are all for like boys, right? It's like a boy hobby. And like that sure. that seems to be the stereotype. But the first time I ever played video games besides that arcade thing, I, I wasn't allowed video games in the house when I was really young. That, I'm but, the same. I'm, my parents yeah. were like, nope. And my brother's heart rate would like go through the roof. Like he would just get all sweaty and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we were not. I'm, so I'm the same as you Four, four. Was it just the four boys? And that was it. Four boys. Yeah. No girls. No, not like I had no four, girls. Not at all. There's three boys and then my sister. So they're like very similar. Mm-hmm. Just loaded household. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Some people would say that I was the sister of, of the house. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> But but anywho, um, so I had a neighbor, and I've told the story a bunch of times on OK Beast. But uh, I had a neighbor, Carly, growing up, uh, who had two older brothers who were these like super jacked, like uh, like super like big football and baseball dudes. And I was the only boy allowed in the house, so they had a Super Nintendo. So Carly mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, do you want to play Super Nintendo? My brothers play it all the time." And I was like, "What's a Super Nintendo?" And then uh, we played like a bunch of old games on it, and it was like my first or second foray into video game culture. 
Uh, and then I have like a bunch of people that showed me games over the years. Like my cousin, who is like a computer genius, mm-hmm. uh, used to work for Chase Bank and did like all their computer like um, I guess like output stuff for them, like coded their website and stuff. Uh, he actually way back in the day got me uh, a ROM. I had no idea what ROMs were, but mm-hmm. he like had a bunch of ROMs on his computer, and one of them was the Japanese version of Pokemon Gold and Silver before the game came out in English. Come and I was on! Like, oh my god! Oh my god! Like I'm freaking the hell out. Like, Why was... are you freaking out? Okay, so like this is sort of a disconnect for me because it seems like you're just getting into games and things. Like, yeah. were were you into the into anime, into the Pokemon cartoon, or anything like? Yeah. Why so... Why the love for Pokemon at that time? So I, I I couldn't tell you, man. I mean, like I remember distinctively watching it. Born like, into it. I, yeah, like I think because it came out. I think the show came out in 1995, 1996 area, mm-hmm. and I was like four or five, and I just remember like sitting at my breakfast nook table and just watching it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I watched the show once or twice. But I was super into the games. Had a Game Boy Color. I had the Game Boy. Um, like I had the the lime green colors, like those like crazy nineties colors, but I also had the, the transparent colors as well. I had a it. Nintendo 64 after that. Um, yeah. but yeah, from the anime stuff, I loved, I loved almost all Japanese like Saturday morning cartoons. Like Saturday morning was like my, my time in my house. Like no one, no one talked to me. This mm-hmm. is my time. Like my brothers and I like would just like pile on in the living room, just sit down and just watch this thing. And my brothers would be like, I want to watch something else. And I'm like, if you talk again, I will kill you. How like, close in age are we talking here? Like, are are your older brothers like way older than you, or like are y'all cl- oh. like packed together? So it turns out I'm actually the oldest brother. Okay. Oh, so you yeah. got to you got to dictate. I was wondering. I'm like, because there's mm-hmm. no way dictate. Not so much. Uh, I was <laughs> so my family's very strange. I was like the oldest brother in name only. Like it was only a nominal sort of situation. <laughs> like. My my younger brothers are much more aggressive than I am. Okay. But when it came to Saturday morning, Saturday morning was like no one talked to Ian. This is his time. Mm-hmm. Everyone get out of the living room. That, that was the one time where I like put my foot down and I was like, listen, you're going to shut up. You're going to watch Digimon. You're going to sit here. And you're going to like it. Yes. Like, yeah. Did so, they eventually come around to it? Okay. Actually, before I even ask that, like how much older are you than everybody else? Like what's the spread? So I'm 26 right now. Uh-huh. Uh, my younger brother is 24. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is 22. And then number four is 19. Okay, so very similar to me as well. Like, we're, like, not right on top of each other, but there's a, there's a couple of years in between. Okay, so you're watching Pokemon, you're watching Digimon. This must be the origins of just anime as part of who you are. Like, where did it go yeah. from there? Um, from there, in terms of anime, uh, Pokemon and Digimon were definitely up there for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then pretty much whatever came on, it was it pretty much went from Saturday morning cartoons. And then like once I got a little bit older, it transferred to Toonami. So anything that came on Toonami, I was like, all right, that's my jam now. Like no matter what it was, like yeah. I didn't know anime came from anywhere else but Toonami. Right. Um, so we're talking like for, from the Saturday morning front, we had we had stuff like Pokemon, Digimon. Uh, we had like Zatch Bell, if you remember that. Uh, we had sometimes we had some Dragon Ball Z. Sometimes we had um, like Card Captor Sakura, like these random like Japanese cartoons. Beyblades, if you remember those. Zoids, Zoids was like my gem. No, so but Zoids, you, this is exactly yeah. what your was it your teacher, or your boss was saying. Like, I, I have no idea what you're saying right now. Like, this is barely English. I guess it's sort of barely English, anyways. But yes, I want to know, and exactly. this is why I've been enjoying uh, A plus anime so much. Like, I I'm Woo-hoo. like about as casual as it gets when it comes to anime. Like, I like. Dragon Ball Z and even like 
just the first really two or three seasons of it. Like I haven't even gotten that far into it. And I watched the odd episode of, of Super with my brother, like very, very much on the outskirts. But I have recently sort of had this like resurgence ever since I played Persona 4 Golden. I'm like, because hey, it, hey. I, I think it's almost like this macho thing or like, I don't know what it is or like this, this fake grown up thing where you're kind of like, oh, I can't watch that or i can't listen like listen to that music that's weird that's strange and it's pop yeah. and like super we would just say it's japanese and so you kind of like yeah turn your turn your back to it but after persona i'm kind of like i kind of dig this and like thing i know mm-hmm. i'm playing the game and i'm listening to the music and next thing you know I'm, I'm downloading the soundtrack onto my phone and like i'm in so that's why i've been really enjoying it but i want to get to that in a in a little bit what kind of like social circle do you have at this time like aside from from your packed house you got six people in the mm-hmm. house four brothers yeah and like you're into it but like do you have friends around you um that are into into this anime and all this geeky stuff all at the same time so that's a good question actually uh so when i was growing up like in the high so middle school nobody i didn't really know that many people uh, that were into it. So I was kind of like the lone wolf of my group of friends in middle school. Uh, mm. when I was in like the preschool era, like I, what does he call that? Is it preschool before middle school? Well, I don't well, even call it middle school. So like we're in like, we're oh, in two, okay. like six different so, cultures here. All right. There you go. So, <laughs> but be, I know what whatever, you mean. Yeah, like so elementary, like grade really, one to six. Yeah, elementary. Kind of thing. There you go. So in elementary school, I had a, a really close friend, Robin Angelus, and he was like my closest friend. He, like he moved from New York to New Jersey and there's a photo of us that I have somewhere around here. It's in my photo albums, I think. And it's a photo of him wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt and me wearing a Pokemon shirt. And it's just like, that solidifies our friendship. Yeah. 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 But then we went to different middle schools and then Mm -hmm. came back together in high school. So middle school didn't have anybody to talk to about that stuff. So it was just me. And I would like bother my parents like mom, mom, in the latest episode of Dragon Ball Z, Goku, Goku did this. And then she's like, "Okay, honey, that's great. Whoever your friend, your friend, Goku seems like a nice man. I'm like, he's not my friend. He's a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then so in what high was school, that like for you, you though, not to together. have anybody there for you? Like, cause I was, I was definitely like a closet nerd. I've talked about this a couple of times and I was, I'm always interested to hear how people deal with that kind of growing up. You're not really sure. Like all you want to do is make sure that you fit in or at least some people do. Was mm-hmm. that, was that part of your sort of middle school experience was like, you know, you know that you're obsessing about this all the time, but maybe the kids at school are into like sports or girls or whatever else. Like mm, what, yeah. what's, how, how do you, how did you balance that as if that was so, even a thing? Yeah. Anything back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I like around that, at least in the middle school time, like I like before high school, like era. Um, I I went into that like era of my life. I was like a little bit chubbier. Like I wasn't as confident, but I my my family we are like a very funny group of people. Like we always poke fun at each other. Like you have a lot of boys in your house, but like in my family, like whoever could make the other people laugh, like that was the winner of the oh, day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we would always poke jokes at each other and, like, say these funny, like, funny quips at one another. So, like, when I went to school, even though I, like, wasn't, like, necessarily this popular-looking kid, I would always make jokes and always have, like, a bunch of friends. Mm -hmm. And I learned in middle school pretty early on, like, that people will talk forever about themselves and, like, Mm -hmm. whatever they like. So I would just ask people, like, oh, like, what are you into? And then have, like, if it was baseball, I'd listen to baseball. If it was soccer, I'd listen to soccer. And then that kind of prepped me into high school where – 
I was a part of like seven different groups of people. Like I was friends with the sports guys because I, I was a swim team like captain in high school. And then I was friends with the nerdy guys who played smash like uh, on like their GameCube <laughs> stuff. Cause I was still, even though I didn't look the same as in middle school, I was still a huge nerd. So I would still uh-huh. play smash with them on the weekends or whatever. And then I was friends with the arts kids. Cause I would like draw on the weekend. And it just so happened that I like was able to, connect with a bunch of people because I was I loved sharing passions with a bunch of people Mm -hmm. so that doesn't surprise me in the least to hear you talk about the way that you're able to sort of like be a chameleon and and sort of like blend in with all the different crowds and I mean I'm sure that this this has to do with your your major jump like you've sort of taken yourself out of your own comfort zone your home and you've you've gone across the Pacific so at some point your love for all things Japan actually like relocated you to, mm-hmm. to the land that it all came from so tell me about like that decision like how do you go you know what i'm sort of bored like you know things aren't really are moving here i'm not even gonna just move cities i'm not gonna just move states i'm gonna go to japan yeah so uh that's that's again awesome question uh so my twitter i guess this is all gonna start from my twitter name and it'll make sense in a second so my twitter name is ian why not so my middle name is Wyatt, but it always sounds like in my head, it's like, why not? So why not do that thing? Why not go out and pursue that thing that you've always wanted to do? I thought it'd be so, a great like yeah. Tinder handle. Like, why not? Like, just, just, why I not? Don't know, what, what way do you swipe for if you want to, if, if right, swipe right. I think uh, that's what I, okay. So somebody else is talking swipe left and I'm like, that doesn't sound like good user experience. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. That's what I took. I'm like, why not? Ian? Like, yeah, sure. exactly. Give it a yeah. shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, at the time. So at the time when I left Japan, or when I left for Japan, uh, I was at a hospital, actually. I was working as a neurophysiology, like, research person. What? Yeah, it's a it's a long story. Uh, but my major in in college, I majored in psychology with a focus in product design and product development. Okay. Uh, yeah. So when I left, not what I thought you were talking about when you mentioned that before. (laughs) Yeah. So when I yeah. So when I graduated uh, college, my dad. uh, So I wanted to do product design, but my dad wanted me to get a job really quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because that's his right. He paid for the college. You know why not? You should get a job. Um, Even though college is very different from when he like wanted to go to college and then and then now it's a big big huge change. But was he pleased with your education? Like your choice. He was like, yeah. He he. So his whole thing is that he wanted me to me to be a doctor because he never went to college. He was like a blue collar kind of guy or white collar kind of guy where like he just like worked super hard and like made this company from the ground up. And now he's doing these crazy big deals in New York. And he's like, you know, he always told me that, you know, I wish I could have gone to college because maybe I could be making more money. Maybe I could be making these bigger deals that I couldn't do because I didn't get that experience in college. Um, so he wanted me to do that because he vicariously because he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um but overall, he, he just wanted me to, ju- to go just to go, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so he wanted me to get a job right out of school. And and I wanted to work on my portfolio to eventually get a job in the field that I wanted. Uh, but every single day he would come up to my room and he's like, hey, got a job yet? And I'm like, oh, I'm God, that's so much pressure. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty lame. But again, he's he's very old school. He's very like, all right, you know, work hard, get a job no matter what it is, be like a, a dishwasher, be a delivery guy, and then work your way up. That's his yeah. that's his prerogative. That's his like philosophy. Did um, you guys get not, along? Like what's your relationship? Like, cause that sounds really yeah. like, oh man, like you're yeah. stressing me out just hearing about it. Like this is something yeah. out, of, out of a movie where, where the kid grows yeah. up and he and like gets violent. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's very much like a stereotypical like comedy dad. Like he's like a meet the fuckers kind of guy. Okay. <laughs> he's, 
he's kind of <laughs> like he's like a very serious kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. My dad. I am pretty much the antithesis of my father because yep. that's who he wanted me to be. That's he what wanted a firstborn me to... son is born to do. Yeah, what so I'm worried like about he... my kid for. Like you yeah. like video games, damn it! I Congratulations, got... by the way. Thank Congratulations you. on Thank having. You. He spit up on me time. no more than a half an hour ago. So yeah, it's good Ooh. times. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, change um, into this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, my dad is like a hardworking guy. Grew up in the city, like very macho kind of guy. You know, he's got gold chains. He's got like he's like a fake Italiano kind of guy. Uh, but with me, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like a very like artsy. You know, I love tech. You know, he's he's very he's like lifting weights, drinking beer kind of guy. And I'm like. I want to draw stuff and talk about the <laughs> significance of art and stuff. And he's like, I, I don't really get that kind of stuff. You does know, that come from your cool. mom? Like, where does that even come from? Uh, I think it might be from my mom's side. My mom is this, she is a very, what's the word? She is very, not artistic necessarily, but she loves reading. She's like more of a, like a quiet person than my dad. She sure. is kind of, it's funny because I'm, I'm my father's antithesis, but my mother is also my, my father's antithesis. They're like yin yang. They even look these complete opposites. So my mom has very fair, pale skin, bright white blonde hair, uh, like very like calm and protective kind of like mother. And then my dad is this like aggressive, like, yo, what are you doing out there? Like, Oh my very, goodness. Like, out there. Yeah. Like very out there. He's got black hair. He's got like very tan skin. He wears like gold chains, very like expressive kind of guy. And uh-huh. like, that's, that's the, like where I grew up is that like, I was able to get these crazy opposite experiences from my two parents in the same house. Yeah. So I could like, go. for example, I had a bully uh, when I was in middle school and I went to my mom and I said, mom, what should I do? And she's like, oh, well, you know, you should become friends with him. You should talk to him and figure out why he's doing this to you. Hmm. And I was like, okay. And then I went to my dad and my dad's like, hit him in the back of the head with a chair. Oh, and I'm my. Like, <laughs> and I was chair. like, and I was like, you know what, dad? Good point. Uh, I'll think about both of these things. And uh, yeah. I'll come back to you both. Thank you. So <laughs> I went in the middle what of did it. You I, do? Went, I went right in the middle. I ended up becoming really close friends with him. And his name so. is Blessing. That No, that'd be, exactly. that'd be and that, so that's weird. What Okay, so so your dad is is pressing right out of college to get a job, and he's been like this entire. It, oh yeah, is is it too yeah. much to assume? And maybe you can maybe you can shed some light on this. Like, I don't even know. I don't even like this question before I ask it. Is this why you moved it. to Japan? Like, does that play mm. any part in it? No, not. Okay. I mean, to a certain degree, yes. So, like, my parents are these crazy cartoonish characters, right? Uh-huh. And like. That does kind of feed into the fact that it's hard It's hard to develop your own personality when you have these crazy big personalities around you, mm-hmm. right? Like my mother in, in my town, like not even in like my, my group of friends, right? In my entire town, if I go anywhere, people say, oh my God, you look just like your mother. You're so sweet. You're such a nice boy. You get it from your mother. Or if I go to other parts of my town, my, my people are like, hey, you look just like your father. I, I know who your father is. Where is he? Where is he going? Does he have my money? Where is he? And oh I'm like, goodness. you know, I have these two, I have these two like crazy, like angel and devil on my shoulder, like no matter where I go in my town. Uh-huh. Right. Um, cause my, my family is like a figure in my town. Uh, that does kind of play into one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of start my own thing. Uh, but yeah, so back to the original part of the story. So my dad wants me to get a job and then, uh, I go to this dinner. I went to, I go to a friend's birthday dinner and I meet his boss and, uh, his boss is like, Hey, do you have a job? I was like, well, I was like, no, you know, Oh, what, what do you go to school for? Oh, you know, I went to school for psychology actually. And he's like, Oh, do you want to, do you want to interview for us? And I was like, yeah, what do you do? And they're like, oh, well, we do neuropsychology, you know, neurophysiology. And I was like, oh, 
yeah, I, I took a couple classes on that, you know? And he's like, can you name the lobes of the brain? I was like, yeah, of course, no problem. And then we talked about, like, we talked for like an hour and then like he, he was like, yeah, you know, come in like next week, we'll set, set up an interview and then, you know, we'll get you started working pretty quick. And I was like, oh. And then two weeks later I had a job and I was working like every single day for like eight or nine months. And then I realized that that wasn't really what I wanted to do with my oh, life. Oh you know? no. Did it take you that long to figure that out or was it pretty kind of immediate? It was kind of like half and half, you know, yeah. the thing about working in the medical like sector is that, you know, it pays really well. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you don't need to worry about insurance for the most part, you know, it's taken care of by your hospital, at least depending upon what hospital you work at. Uh, and you pay a really super low premium, which is good, especially in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't even yeah. make sense to me, but yeah, sure. Yeah, like, that exactly. sounds like a good deal, I guess. <laughs> like I don't pay a dime, but whatever. I mean, same, same in Japan. I paid like, I got like seven different medications. Like last time I went to the doctor and I paid 10 bucks. So yeah, we're, we're on the same playing field over here mm-hmm. in Japan. Do you think that you're being treated by smarter people? In Japan? In Japan? <laughs> um, it's totally racist. I'm sorry. Don't answer, don't answer that. <laughs> possibly? I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, so uh, I worked there for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. there, was, there was some, like, drama in the hospital about, uh, like, I'm not going to get into it, at least, because it's hard to explain. But, like, there's this whole big thing about, like, the doctors were taking too much money. And there's this whole big thing. And my mom, uh, she actually has epilepsy. And so does my grandma. Yeah, it's this genetic thing. And it's possible that I have the dormant gene for that. So that's why I was super invested in this in this part of the hospital because uh, that part of the hospital works with, with patients with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. So my mom was going to this hospital. I found out there was all this drama about like, you know, they were, they were taking money from patients and they were doing all this like really weird underhanded stuff. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Uh, goodness, so I left yeah. that job. Yeah. So I left that job. Uh, I didn't tell my parents. Uh, like it was, it was there. It was kind of like a shameful thing. I didn't want to tell them I left this like job that they really loved that I had, you know, mm-hmm. working at a hospital, you know, maybe go to med school or whatever. And, uh, so I left that job. And then while I was still working at the hospital job, a friend of mine was like, Oh, Hey, how are you? What's up? And we started talking and it turns out she had moved to Japan and we talked for like about like 30 minutes, 40 minutes on the phone. And she's like, Oh, you know, do you want to come here? I was like, Oh, I would kill to live in Japan. It sounds so great. And then she's like, Oh, well, you know, I'll give you an interview at my company and then maybe you can come over. And then got an interview with that company and then now here I am. How did you find that? Like like obviously you were maybe at a point in your life where you were waiting for some some major change, but like it's one thing to be like, you know what, I'm just going to leave versus like holy crap, this is happening. I'm packing my bags, I'm getting on a plane. Like walk yeah. me through like your actual transportation of or, like translocation. Like you mm. I just I'm born and raised in the same place. Like I live 20 minutes away from where I grew up with my parents. Like I'm mm. in technically a different city, but that's it. And I honestly can't imagine like even moving to a different city within the province or especially to another country. Like, yeah. do, you, do you, I'm gathering that this is a temporary thing for you or is it like, what, how do you fix, how do you come to grips with all of this? This is huge, man. I'm freaking out for <laughs> you. Like, don't be nervous. Like, I'm sure you're fine. Yeah. But holy crap, man. Um, so I guess if I could describe my, my life in one word, it would just be serendipity is that like things just, I guess, kind of work out for me. Cause I try and keep an open mind and try and keep a positive outlook on stuff for the most part. Uh, like, again, like, like a I yes got, man. I, I would like to think I'm a yes man. I would yeah. like to think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got this job because I talked to the right person. I got my last job cause I talked to the right person. Um, and you know, I, I just try and keep an open mind. Like, Hey, do you want to move to Japan? 
Hell yeah, why not? And uh, is this job a temporary thing? Um, well, I mean, the job I'm at right now is a temporary thing. But living in Japan, is that temporary? You know, I don't know. And, uh, you know, I'm currently with my, my girlfriend and she's Japanese. She's a Japanese girl. Um, and, you know, her family is all here. And, you know, maybe maybe one day we want to get married and, you know, settle down, have the kids. But um, I don't know. It's, it's not in the cards right now. But, sure. I mean, I would love to live in Japan full time if I could, you know. Uh, but my girlfriend wants to move to the States to get her PhD. So that's the current conversation that's we're having. That's hilarious too, right? Where yeah. you're, like, you're like escaping the States and you're going to Japan and she wants to get out of Japan, go to the States. How yeah. is communicating for you though? Uh, with me and her? Uh, she actually knows English Or just really people well. around you. Like how do you even oh, like get oh, by? Oh. Like in, you're you know, an English-speaking person. You're teaching yeah. Japanese people to speak English, but yeah. I've always heard that you don't need to like know how to speak Japanese in order to do that, which I maybe you can explain that to me as well. Yeah, it's very, it's very strange. So like a lot of companies don't want you speaking any Japanese to the kids, right? And their argument is that you want full immersion. Uh, mm -hmm. You're learning a language, even if you're even if you're only doing like a 30 minute class or an hour long class, right? Yeah, we have um, schools like that here too, but for French, like we have French yeah, immersion. Yeah. And it's just like you learn math in French, which breaks yeah. my brain. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it works that well, but that's that's just me. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So the thing is, right? I mean, maybe at a very, very young level, like if you're teaching two year olds, three year olds, yeah, use English because they'll just they'll parrot you, they'll copy right. you, they'll make you. But like, mm -hmm. if you're teaching someone who's forty years old and you say like a very complicated sentence, they're just gonna look at you like, what? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's again, that's that's different teaching styles, different philosophies, or whatever. Um, but how is it communicating with people in general? Uh. I know a decent amount of Japanese, uh, mm -hmm. and I understand a lot more than I can speak. So if I'm at a restaurant with my girlfriend and she'll say really complicated Japanese to her mom or to like the waiter or something like that, I'll understand what she's saying. It's just that sometimes I can't voice my opinion in Japanese. Like I'll have right. to say something in 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 English to her and then she'll translate to Japanese. So does that like understanding like the way that you're able to interpret it like but not speak it does that come from the immersion is that from you just living there and sort of like being in it or was that something that you had before going over uh so i was lucky enough to take a three-month class in japanese uh before i came over here i was very that lucky does not sound like nearly enough <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not. It definitely was not. Uh, but my teacher was really cool, uh, and I studied pretty hard. Uh, mm -hmm. So I learned like all the alphabet. I learned some super basic stuff. But as soon as I stepped off that plane, I forgot everything of that I learned. Like there was this one moment where I was living out in the country, and this guy at Seven Eleven asks me if I want my meal heated up. So uh, pretty much what you say is atatame maska, which means like, do you want this warm? Mm -hmm. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and my brain was just like a like static like. <sighs> And I was like, yes. And I said it in English. So he was like, oh, okay, I'll put it in the microwave for you. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, thank God. Whew. Like I was, I had no idea what he was saying. I was so scared. I was so nervous. Um, but, you know, you kind of need to break through that barrier as best you can. Um, and that's kind of what I plan to do in the next coming months, actually. I'm going to, speaking of Japanese, actually, I'm going to school for Japanese in October. Oh, Okay. So yeah. is there is it special for like English is your first language to learn Japanese or like is it are you joining other Japanese speaking people to like enhance the language skills? Uh, I'm I, I I'm not sure the like the ratio of the class, but it's sure. it's just a bunch of people that want to learn Japanese like who moved to Japan or work in Japan. So 
Because I, I imagine, like, if I were to get into, like, one day, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm now 33 years, I'm going to turn 33 years old. One day, let's say, get out of here. Yeah, I'm old, dude. Like, dude, I'm, no, you look like a young boy. Oh, I'm you're a young my man. Bag off in here too. It's super hot and it's crazy and this is what happens. <laughs> you get hot flashes when you're old. But imagine, oh, like, one day I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I want to learn martial arts. And I walk into the class and it's like. 35 year olds don't walk into a martial arts class it's kids who like walk into a martial arts class so i'm just trying to like think about and i'm and the irony of mentioning martial arts and comparing that to learning japanese is not lost on me by the way (laughs) but like i would be super i would be nervous about that that like that it's a different like you're out of your element i guess is what i'm Mm -hmm. trying to say yeah Okay, so I don't want to get sucked too much on this. I think that this is like super interesting. I could obviously talk to you for hours and hours and hours about your your experience in moving over to Japan. I'm gonna I'm gonna segue a little bit into the anime stuff, kind of just a just sure, a sure, quick sure. pivot. Do you yes or no? Do you feel that you living in Japan makes you more or less qualified to have your own anime podcast? Um, I would say. <laughs> more i mean i see anime <laughs> i see anime and i buy so much anime shit out yeah. here like currently like the joke with my girlfriend and i is that like i'll die under a pile of anime folders like that's the joke because <laughs> yeah so like the joke is is that our apartment's super small right so mm-hmm. my you live together my, like what's that arrangement so that's a whole nother funny story too. Another bunch I'm of i'm just serendip- gonna like interrupt with questions they're gonna take us off into totally different places so <laughs> it's completely okay just- there's no format. We have no segments to get to, no news. We're just going to whatever. This is it, man. Cool. I'm into it. Uh, so <laughs> what happened was is, uh, my girlfriend and I, we met, speaking of Tinder before, we met on Tinder, and uh, we ended up really liking each other. Is and Tinder started... just Tinder over there? T- so Tinder is, um, yeah, it's the same app, but pretty yeah. much Tinder in Japan is used mainly for language exchange. So my girlfriend read my profile, and I have a joke at the top of my profile, and it says, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm looking for Carmen Sandiego. And I wrote that when I was in America as a joke, right? Because in America, my age demographic is like the 90s kids or whatever, so that Mm -hmm. would be a funny joke for them. But didn't change it when I went to Japan. So my, my current girlfriend read that and goes, oh, no relationship. I have no idea who Carmen Sandiego is, but yeah, he's not looking for a relationship. Perfect. So that was one of the deciding factors with her talking to me, actually. So we talked for a couple of weeks on there. We exchanged numbers. We go on a date. And then uh, we I ended up asking her out. She's like, oh, yeah. like Actually, the funny thing is she actually kind of asked me out. We were at a bar. And she's like, I'm really sad. And I was like, oh, what's wrong, cow? And she's like, oh, you know, I want to kiss you, but you're not my boyfriend, so I can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. And how are you speaking to each other at this time? In English, yeah. Okay. She knows she knows really, really good English. Okay, so but you guys are realizing in this moment that you're both terrible, terrible liars. So your like relationship is built off yeah. of this lie that you're not looking for a relationship, but indeed, as anybody and my wife and I will tell you the exact same thing, we were so so not looking for a relationship yeah. when we met. So yeah. yeah, your 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 relationship now is built off of this lie. Go on. Exactly. exactly. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. Uh, but then she goes, Yeah, um, I want to kiss you, but you're not my boyfriend. You know, in Japan, we don't really do that unless you're in a relationship. And I was like, oh, okay. So do you want to be my girlfriend? Yes or no? And she's like, oh, hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's be boyfriend nice. and girlfriend. Yeah, that's and an then, easy fix. There you go. So we, we only knew each other, like, I think we had met, like, once or twice in person before that happened. Mm-hmm. So it was very much like, hey, I like you, you like me, relationship. And then, Okay, like, so other than the lie, other than yeah. you guys clearly just, like, being dishonest with each other from the beginning, like, what was it that, like... <sighs> What's the connection? We're going to get into this, Ian. So my, the connection with my girlfriend, the, the first start actually was anime. 
Of course. Yep. So we started talking. Uh, so I got really drunk one night and I was on Tinder and I was like, uh, so she contacts me. She's like, hi. And I was like, oh, I'm really drunk watching anime. She's like, oh, what are you watching? And we just started talking about whatever I was watching and then uh, continued that conversation on about like what she liked and like what I liked and stuff. Uh, we actually both lived in. So she learned English in Malta, which is uh, a uh, place off of, an island off the coast of Italy. Uh, oh, yeah. Where yeah. So super cool place, super beautiful place. We both actually lived there at different times. Uh, I lived there for about two, two weeks when I was in high school uh, for a foreign exchange program thing. Uh, and she lived there for three months learning English. And uh, we bonded over that as well. And yeah. Dude, I need to have you on another time because goodness, there's so much to your life that we need to talk about. So you guys bond over this now. Now you're living together. Like, did you move into the same place? Like, were you, were you moving out of different places into one place? Like, how? Yeah. What's going it's on? Pretty. Yeah. So what happened was is uh, we were dating for I think three weeks at the time, mm-hmm. and I she's like, oh, you know, like I want to spend time with you, but I, you know, my my train is super late. I was like, oh, just stay over. It's not a big deal. She's like, really? Is that okay? I was like, yeah, sure. Who? Who cares? It's fine. Um, again, dating rules in Japan and dating rules in America are very different. So, like, her, like, she is always asking, or in the beginning of our relationship, was always asking, like, oh, is that okay? Is that is that fine with you? Uh, which is great. Always nice to ask if it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so then one day, she's like, okay, I'll bring over some clothes. So she brings over, like, a little bit of clothes so she can change when she wakes up. And then next thing you know, like, two weeks after that, after dating for only a month, she just lived here. So... That's awesome, I was like, man. Yeah. And honestly, like I got like this is an audio only podcast. We don't do the video here, but I have to say, like when you talk about her, like you're really happy. Like it's yeah. so it is so cool to see just like talking about how things started, and you're just like you're 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 talking. Like is she around right now? Like or is she out and about? No, she's actually currently uh, taking a English like practical exam. Oh She's working God. hard. You guys are so freaking busy. All right. So, she, but you brought her to kind of funny. Like you brought her to I San did. Francisco. I did. That so strong what, woman. That yeah, strong, man. Strong was woman. that was that her first first? Sorry, if you mentioned sorry, but was that her first time in America? Like, was that because she's been to other places? Yeah. yeah. So she had been to. Uh, I think she'd been to Los Angeles. She had been to. I. She hasn't been to the East Coast, but mm-hmm. she had traveled to some places once. I think this might have been her second time in America. Okay. And yeah. arguably, like, when you go to California, you might think, like, this is as Americana as it gets. Like, when you go to Hollywood and you're not from America, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, I get this. Like, it's not yeah. like you're going to middle America and going, like, wait a minute. This is not what I was expecting. Corn? Like, yeah, Corn. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I thought that was Canada. Um, yeah. So, okay, so you guys go to, to San Francisco. How was it for you bringing her? Like, is there a pressure for you to, like g- – kind of put her under your wing and like kind of take care like because it's again i i refer back to my i'm projecting my own thoughts and my own experiences of if i were to move somewhere else or if i were to bring somebody and and maybe anticipate a little bit of culture shock i might overcompensate a little bit so like what was it Mm. like for you bringing her back to to the homeland although on the on the other coast yeah uh so the whole story i guess i'll start with like how i she even got there in the first place so uh, i I came home from work one day and it was like a really shitty day at work. And, and I was like, oh, man, like, you know, this job sucks. Like, I don't want to do this job anymore. So I go online and I buy my ticket for kind of funny. I was like, all right, I have to go now. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm dedicated. And, and Cal was in the you room. You knew She's Blessing like, was going to go. Yeah, I knew okay. all those guys were going to go. Yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, then uh, – so then what happened was is uh, – <laughs> so what happened was – she's like, oh, what did you buy? I was like, oh, I bought tickets to a show. And uh, – She's like, oh, well, what show? 
and and I explained it to her. She's like, oh, that's cool. I'm coming. And I was like, oh. Okay. I love it. That is cool. awesome. I was like, cool. So I guess you're coming. And I was like, are you sure you want to? She's like, yeah, well, like she's been in the room when the podcast has happened. So she knows who Blessing is. Mm-hmm. We had played Mario Kart with a couple of the those guys and like a couple of the other guys that were going to be there. She's like, yeah, sure, I'll go. It'll be fun. But what about kind of like, funny? Like, she knows all your friends, but what about kind of funny? Like, what about... She like, the... didn't really know what it was at all. Okay. She, But she, I was like, do you want to go to the show, it. or what's the deal? She's like, yeah, I'll go. And I was like, all right, cool, you're coming. Oh, my God. Have it's fun. Like so much. That is... I totally have done that, and that is, like, the yeah. greatest thing, just to, like, yes, of course. Like, I'm not doing anything that weekend. Like, why not go? I can yeah. tell you we, a we million are reasons. Students, so. What's that? We are very much free spirits. Oh my goodness, good for you. Okay, so so obviously her coming to to the states is not a big as big a deal as I was sort of making it out to be. So she's oh, no, ready it was to a party. Deal. It was a huge deal. Oh, okay, okay. So what yeah. is it like, like as as you guys are coming on the on the plane over? Uh, so we were actually on different flights. So she had a direct because <laughs> no. we, we booked we booked our flights at different times of so, course of course yeah so she had a nice cushy direct flight and i had to go to korea once and then like uh, i had to like china over here like i had to do this crazy like non-direct flight because i wanted to save money of so, course but doesn't that seem like crazy like isn't that the opposite direction i'm not like a like a map major <laughs> I can't even say the I, word right <laughs> dude i i don't know i don't know how it happened but either way Okay. Uh, I ended up getting there, and mm-hmm. uh, the, whole, the thing what I was nervous about her, or the, the thing that I was nervous about the most was actually, is that, so she's been studying for the past, like, what, like, nine months of our relationship to eventually move to America and pursue a PhD, right. um, but the thing is, she doesn't practice English with anybody else but me or my parents, so I was nervous, like, okay, is, is she going to be okay, is she going to be good with conversations, is everything going to be all right, uh, because the thing with me is that, or when when she and I talk, is that, I don't really have an accent at all. I don't really have any like weird things that I say. So I was nervous about her like meeting a bunch of Australians or like um, or like meeting people from Canada with an accent or like there was people from Ireland with accents. And I was worried that she wasn't going to be able to understand. Right. Um, right. Right. But but she killed it. She did amazing. And she was initially a little bit nervous about meeting people. But uh, like people were so sweet and so nice to her. And like. She was the star of the show. People were like, Cowdy, Cowdy, where are you? She's like, hello, hi. Like, oh, everybody God, loved awesome. Yeah. So. Oh, that's great. So what was your favorite part of, of the weekend? Like, specifically? I don't want this, like, ah, it's just nice to, like, hang out with everybody. Like, what was the moment you're like, I'm mm. so glad that I came. I'm so glad I traveled across the ocean to be here with all of these people. So... There were two moments, and one was at the Folsom Foundry in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which is like this bar, but it's also like a video game tournament hall, essentially. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. So uh, you can like play Smash Brothers, you can play Injustice, you can play all these cool games. So uh, my girlfriend played Blessing in a game of Injustice and won. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right, here we are." And then a bunch of people cheered, like, "Yeah, Gaudi, you did it!" And she's like, "I did it!" And I was like, "You did it!" Like, it was this whole big thing where everyone was celebrating, and it was just this fun thing with like a bunch of friends drinking beers and like hanging out and playing oh, games. Awesome. So that was that was that the was first one. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the second moment was so after everything finished, it was this kind of somber moment where I was like, "Oh man, it's over." You know, I'm heading back to Japan, and I I had met I don't know if you know these guys, but the four Yanks, one Aussies. Do you know those boys? Yep. I know so, of them. I haven't. I haven't jumped on the on the show yet, but I, I know NATO's been talking about that. I've got to. I've got to add yet another show to my my podcast list. Here. There you go. I'm so getting they're, there. They're good boys, and uh, the thing about them is that 
uh, we made a joke. One of the guys on the show, Cassidy, we made a joke that we were going to see each other at the airport. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, probably not because I'm an international flight and you're going to, to Seattle or whatever. Right. Uh, and uh, I was like, hey, but, you know, maybe never say never. So I'm walking down in the airport and I look down and I see a guy that looks like Cassidy. I'm like, no Cassidy. way. And there he is with his bags right there at the same time as me. His flight was one hour after mine. And uh, we sat down, we grabbed some food, we just sat down, we just like kind of reflected on the whole trip and like how we felt about everything. And if we were unsure about something, we just talked about it. Mm -hmm. And we just had a nice heart to heart. And it was like, all right, I've talked to this guy like what? Maybe for like six hours total on Skype or whatever, or on, on Discord or whatever. And on Twitter sometimes, right? You know, I'd been on their show once. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this guy, I went from not ever meeting him online or not ever meeting him in person ever to sitting in the airport, having a heart to heart with him, like being yeah, so sad to leave him. And like, I was like, this is one of like 40 people that I met this weekend. And like, it was this, this perfect, like, you know, wrap up of the bow essentially on that trip where I was able to like, I was like concerned about like one or two things, you know, about how I was portraying myself at the event. If I was like too much or too little or whatever. And I just talked to him about that. And like, we both like kind of reflected on the positives, the negatives and all that sort of stuff. And it was just a great, yeah. great end. Man, I, I I totally know what you mean by that because I was I was a total like I went there last year and I saw the group and it was like totally intimidating to me. Like I just saw this, it was like I just sort of like bounced off of the atmosphere. I was like I would like approach. I saw everybody like um, by the beach. I can't remember what it's called in San Francisco now. I'm totally blanking. But everybody kind of got together and there's this huge crowd. And I'm like I'm gonna go say hi. And as I was approaching, I totally just like redirected. I was with my wife at the time. We just kind of mm. like eh, maybe we'll just. Well, maybe you just won't. So, like, I give, like, a huge amount of credit f for everybody to just go there and have that, like, courage to meet new people and to be yourself because, like, goodness, it's, like, there's just so much, like, social pressure. It's, it's crazy. I wanted to ask you about this notion of, like, you and I even just having this conversation is mm -hmm. way different than I would have imagined growing up. And, like, you creating these connections with people that you've only met on the internet. Like, what's your mm -hmm. take on... Like, obviously, you're in a remote location, so it's almost mm -hmm. by necessity a little bit, but, like, you're creating and maintaining these, like, really strong and meaningful relationships online. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think about that being, like, just part of life and part of the way that we all interact with each other now? So, hmm, that's a, that's a solid question. Um, so, my whole thing is that, like, I left all my close friends back in America, and pretty much I have to talk to them via text. Mm -hmm. So even though it's like once removed, I don't think it's a big deal to talk to them via text. And it became a thing where like, oh, I talked to all my close friends via text. So I kind of, the barrier between like good friend and online friend became like dissolved when I moved to Japan. So when I started to talk to Blessing or, or any of these other people online, I was like, oh yeah, it's the same as talking to Linda or Robin or my mom or whatever. Gotcha, you know? okay. Mm -hmm. And and especially now, like, you know, people are so busy, people are doing all these things, people are having these online shows or whatever. It's it's a part of the culture, you know, you know, you have to schedule meetings via email or, or, you know, do things via text or whatever. It's just a part of it, you know, and, and I guess the what I do to try and keep them on the same level of close friend, real friend, or whatever, and, and internet friend is just, you know, always be on the level with people is always yeah. be, be who you would in real life. Like, I'm not, like for example people at kind of funny would come up to me and they're like oh hey you're in you you work with bless man i'm like hell yeah dude come talk like what's up and i would just talk to them about you know whatever and 
I, I like to try and keep myself as approachable as possible, both on the internet and in real life. So mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. you know, people were very surprised. They're like, oh, you're so easy to talk to. It's so cool to talk to you. And I was like, hey, man, I'm I'm just some dude on the internet. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, man. Like if for me, there's there's a moment, you know, and I've talked about this a little bit as well, when I, I just sort of realized that, like, because before it would have been this crazy stigma of like, you can't, you shouldn't have like, I don't know, like real, like basically the definition of having like, relationships with people online versus people in your real life and like that line has been so blurred that it doesn't even exist for me now like and it's just so awesome and this is crazy transition and i'm seeing that more and more with people as i engage with them online and all these different things it's it's been such a crazy ride i want to i want to just get out of out of the heavy stuff i want i want you to tell me something secret that blessing would be embarrassed for you to tell people about what what is something that you've learned about blessing that that all right all right i got a secret for you so blessing if you don't know him in person you wouldn't know that he's an amazing dancer oh i just heard you guys talking about this and he's yeah he's too good a dancer he's exactly according to him he's too good yeah so that (laughs) night at the foundry we were hanging out and uh uh, he was teaching cowdy and i how to do a certain dance move uh he was tutting is what it's called And I was doing it, and he's like, oh, you're so lame. And I was like, I'm lame? I'm white? I'm a white guy? Look at those people. And I point to a big group of people, and they're doing this, like, strange, like, coordinated dance, but it wasn't coordinated. And he's like, (laughs) he, like, looked at me. He's like, don't worry. I got this. And, like, jumps into the middle of this group and starts, like, going wild and dancing. And people come up to him. And they're like, oh, man, you killed it, man. You did a great. And Blessing always talks about how he's socially awkward, and yet he'll do these things that put himself in the spotlight to this grand, to this aggrandized degree where he's doing backflips in front of a group of people. Oh so my goodness! My secret group, my secret thing about Blessing is that you know he says he's socially awkward when yeah. in reality he just is addicted to being the spotlight. So I knew it. When, so when he's so when he's he says he's socially awkward, that's just a fake. So when he does those crazy things, you're like, oh, man, a socially awkward guy can really kill it out there if he tries hard. He's not trying hard. He's not socially awkward. I think I called him out. If I remember correctly, I think I called him out on it when he was on the show. And he's like, yeah, I'm sort of like socially awkward. And I'm like, bullshit, man. Like, you're so full of it. So now I have – thank you. I have have confirmation. Um, I just really appreciate that we were able to connect now and and have this conversation. Before we close things out, though, I want to. I always try and get the sense of kind of people where they're at with gaming in the year. Like, what's some of the what's some of your favorite stuff that you've played so far this year? And then, like, what what are you looking forward to in the rest of twenty seventeen that that'll tickle your fancy? Uh, so the most fun I've had this year, at least like on an intellectual level, has been Persona, mm-hmm. Persona Five on the PS4. Did you finish it? I'm actually, as we're talking right now, my Persona game is playing in the background on the final dungeon. So oh, I'm no way. close okay. to the end. Yeah, I'm very close to the end. Uh, but I've been having a lot of fun with that game. And like, it also deals with a lot of like inner like turmoil and psychology. So that's kind of like my, that's my thing. So I love it. Are you it playing so American or Japanese? I did half, I did like half and half. So like my girlfriend played it in Japanese and got really far. And I watched her play as like a way of studying. And now I'm playing it in English. And my girlfriend's now using me as a way to study English and like listen to the different ways that they talk. I freaking love it, man. That is not, not, I mean, that is so great to hear your, your actually that there is an end to Persona. I'm almost like not even believing it. Uh, I've got to, I've got to get back to it. I need it on a portable system, man. Like I played, I played Golden on the Vita and it's just, 
like I haven't put nearly enough time and I had sort of a practice run with it by playing uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions on the Wii U and mm-hmm. the same thing happened I think I got about 15-20 hours in I'm really liking it and like, of course the music and I'm like I can't believe I like this music yeah. and then it's just you sort of get distracted like so many other things happen and I don't know I think like I had a baby so that's sort of that's that a thing was, yeah that was distracting you ever um, try new game plus mode on a baby that's oh, the hardest man. game I've ever heard <laughs> I was, and you know what? I was worried about podcasting and having a kid, but really I should have been worried about Persona because, like, I'm still doing this, but Persona is gathering a little bit of dust. And I, I will finish that. I cannot let the same thing happen there that I did with uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So the rest of the year, like, I, I asked this question, and I'll, I'll buy you a little bit of time to think about it if you need. And, I like, I don't even know what I would be excited for for the rest of this year. Like, maybe maybe South Park. And, like, and not even maybe. Like, I definitely am. But... I don't know that I'm as excited for anything to come out this year as I was for, I don't know, like even Mass Effect. I was excited for Mass Effect, and of course that was that was a bit of a letdown. So I'm always curious, like, what what's coming that maybe could top Persona for you, or is there anything this year like that? So right now, I mentioned it on the last show that I did with OK Beasts when we were in San Francisco, and you know what, I'm, I'm really excited for ARMS. Yes, good answer, great answer. And there actually, I think, I think this is going to air either just after uh, it comes out. So I can't wait. We we should definitely meet up online. And, oh hell like, yeah! Are you man. Play, were you playing the um, the test punch with motion controls or like how? I actually didn't play with motion controls. I only played with buttons. Good for so you. So I'm excited to thank you. I'm <laughs> excited to get into it and try motion controls. So yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but arms love it. Yeah, dude, I love the thing about me is that like, so I went to school for the last few years of my college career. I was at design school. So we always talked about like what makes things stand out and like in in a good way or a bad way or whatever. And I always find myself coming back to like, is this character designed in an interesting way? And I always find myself gravitating to these characters that are designed in these really special and cool ways. So more often than not. I always end up buying fighting games because that's kind of mm, what mm-hmm. that's what fighting games are all about. Like, so you have these 16 characters or whatever, or in the case of arms, it's like what, like nine or 10 or whatever. And uh, you have to choose like, okay, which one is cool and why, you know, and right. they're, they're not only are they designed with these certain mechanics in mind, but they're also designed with like these certain color schemes in mind. Like, all right. So like, you know, the main characters are red and blue or most of the time, like Ryu is usually a red color in street fighter, but then the main character of arms is also this red and blue color scheme, you know, and also, I never even thought of that. That's crazy. Yeah. Same, same with um with Ribbon Girl in Street Fighter and in um in Arms as well. She's actually mm-hmm. the same color scheme as Ken, which is blonde hair. Her arms are yellow, but she has red as her like secondary color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So again, there's all this like color theory working as well. It's very interesting to look at these fighting game characters in that sort of design perspective. Oh man. So okay, what's your? I said I had one more question, but now you now you mention all this fighting game stuff. Like, do you have do you have a big history with the fighting game genre as well? Like, was that something growing up that you were playing uh yeah actually uh smash brothers was like my first real foray into like all right we're we're, we're killing it we're staying up till four in the morning we're looking up matchup data I we're looking up it. what characters are good or not and the matchup data yeah yeah so i had a friend growing up uh so the same kid that i talked about um in middle school where we had the dragon ball z shirt and the pokeball shirt mm-hmm. we actually came back together in high school and it was a celebratory moment where we saw each other from across the yards of the high school and i was like Robin, Robin from elementary school. And he was like, Ian, Ian from elementary school. And like, we ran at each other, like in slow motion and gave each other kids out of the way. Get out of of my way. (laughs) Plebeians get out of my way. My best friend. 
Uh, and we've been best friends for years now. Went all throughout high school, same as college, like 10 plus years now. And he actually was a competitive Smash Brothers player. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Yeah, so he he would just destroy all of us. Like we would have like of big course. parties with like ten of us, and he would always just body us. Like yeah. he was playing melee with kids like after school. Like he he was like running ROM hacks of like I think there was a thing I forget the name of it, but there was a a hacked version of melee that we used to play where it had like adjusted character models and like downloadable content to it. I forget the name of it, but it was this Holy crazy crap. mod we used to play, and he. He would always just put us in our place. So then from there, we had another friend that we met in college, actually, that was a competitive Street Fighter player. So then we would go from Street Fighter to um, to Smash, and we, I would get bodied in both games. So <laughs> I'm picturing I never... them, like, the, you hear about those guys on the internet who are, like, beating Dark Souls with, like, a rock band drum kit or, like, a guitar or something. Like, I'm picturing him doing the exact same thing with you guys somehow. Yeah. That is hilarious. Okay, I promised myself, I didn't even write this down, but I just realized this, that I need to ask you, I should have started with this. One of the things that I enjoy most about listening to you on OK Beast and, and like your ability to to improv, I think is is damn near unparalleled on the internet. Like when oh, no. when Blessing throws you a question, like or like when you guys are coming up with like a game mechanic and you're like, wouldn't it be cool if like this happened? And it's like mm-hmm. and you can you can tell you're making it up. You can tell that you haven't given this thing any thought until mm-hmm. like the words are coming out of your mouth and like it always it always impresses me. So that's one thing. The other thing that always impresses me about you on the show is the question. You always come up with like a question for mm-hmm. blessing to start things mm-hmm. off, or at least you were for a little while. Yeah. He got, he started getting mad at me because my questions were too difficult and he doesn't like doing things on the spot. Dude, so I like, like it a lot. Thank I'm you. Gonna you I'm going to put you on the spot right now. And if, it, it. If, if, you, if you're not, if you're, like, I can always just cut it and skip to the part where you say, thanks for having me on. <laughs> Do you have do you have a question for me in the same style and vein that that you would try to throw throw a blessing on? Let's see let's see if I can handle what you got. Okay, so are we talking? Do you want a video game question or do you want a random question? Yeah, let's do whatever we got, man. Video que- video game question. Okay, so you mentioned South Park before. So Just... if you if you had to make a video game out of any other cartoon property, what video game would it be? What video? What type of video game would it be? And what cartoon would it be? Dude, I don't know. And like, I'm so nervous. I don't know why I asked you this because I can't. I can't riff. So my brain goes to like you say cartoon. My brain goes Simpsons, which goes to oh, those games are always terrible. Like, mm-hmm. okay, no, well, here it is. Okay, I bought myself a little bit of time with that. I would, I would make an Archer uh, video game. Okay, and I and I would make it. See, you could probably have a better answer than me for this, but I would do like. Like GoldenEye 007 for the 64, I would do a remake of GoldenEye in the style of Archer, but with um, with a with a campaign mode that had like story and you could interact and have like maybe you have like um, role playing elements and there's some like lewd sexual parts, but like not really like it's still kind of playful and stuff. I would do I would do Archer. Or let me let me let me twist your idea a little bit. How about Archer Hitman DLC. Where, oh, that's way where, better. <laughs> where you do costumes, but they're like really shitty costumes, and your voices are all are all really racist caricatures, and you can't kill anybody. <laughs> but you have to like do weird dialogue options where you have to like convince people in like the stupid Archer way to to decide what to do. Yes, thank you. That you you I knew you would deliver that. I'm actually in tears. Like that is there so perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Tell all the nice people out there where they can find you. They absolutely need to check out everything that you're creating and, and, and find you on the internet and, and all that good stuff. 
So you can find me if you want to hear video game stuff. You can hear me on the OK Beast podcast. We actually just recently revamped our website. So check us out at OKBeast.com. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel at OKBeast on YouTube. So YouTube.com backslash OKBeast. And if you want to look at just Japan stuff, I recently started a little mini vlog series uh, on YouTube. I like within the past couple weeks. So mm-hmm. so not many people have seen it. It's just my own doing. So search my name on YouTube, uh, Ian, I-A-N-P-R-E-S-C-H-E-L. That should be where you take, if you type that into YouTube, or like Ian Japan, it might bring you up there. I'll send you the link too, Sean, if you want to check it out. Awesome. Uh, most recent video I did was I went to a ramen festival, and I actually interviewed a famous ramen chef. So that was a cool little thing I was able to do. Awesome, man. Well, I, like I said, I could talk to you for hours, but that's not in the best interest of the show or anybody listening, but another time, and I don't say this to everybody, we're going to have to have you on a returns episode at some point. Thank you so much for doing this, Ian. Dude, thank you, man. I, I'm so used to bothering blessing on our show that when people ask me, hey, do you want to come on on my show? I was like, are you sure? Because all I do is bother my co-host like the entire time. I just berate him with stupid questions. And they're like, no, come on. Sure, it'll be fun. I knew I, I, I had a feeling and I, you did not disappoint, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Have a good day, my brother. Amazing is Ian. What a I, I tweeted it. I think right after we talked about it, he seems to do confident and humble better than ever anybody I've ever met before. And as somebody who has a real hard time like with compliments, uh, I know just how hard that is. But also as somebody who creates content, you want to be confident, you want to believe in yourself, but you don't want to be cocky. Like man, Ian is super talented, dude. I think that <laughs> it's really courageous just to up and go to japan of all the places like it'd be like i couldn't even i would find it hard to even move to saskatchewan (laughs) like even within the same country you guys that's in canada saskatchewan's in it's the rectangle province province are like our states anyway thank you so much to ian for for the time and the chat and the sweet hangs you can find him on twitter at ian why not uh, go to okbeast.com to find all the things that he's working on, including the OKBeast okay podcast and A Plus Anime. If you're if you're a hardcore fan, as we talked about, or just a, a budding, you have a budding interest in anime, go check that out because it is is so much fun just to to hang out with Ian. And thank you for you, you for being here, for listening and subscribing, sharing and tweeting and retweeting everything that you do. I appreciate more than words can say. It will always sound like. Oh, Sean, just saying thank you. It really, it means it's the reason the show exists. So thank you guys so much. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Uh, Sean, like Connery Capri, like the pants. Is that a relevant reference, by the way? Do people even know who, like, do you guys know? I know some of you know who Sean Connery is, but like he hasn't really done anything in like 15 years. I mean, he's obviously most known for The Rock that that Nicolas Cage classic, but he also did some other stuff that people might know. You can follow uh, the site, We the Nerdy. And uh, we the gamer cast all on Twitter, all one word, no spaces or underscores or X's for spaces like like Kaylee Woomer. Um, by the way, if you didn't if you didn't know, you can support us on Patreon.com/slash Make Us Better, like our executive producers Nick Militia and Joel Brooks. They're at the ten dollar level, and that's all it takes for a special shout out and and oh so much more. You guys are getting us so much closer to video on We the Gamer Cast. This section could be video you could watch that you could uh, to be honest with you i'm not wearing pants so we'll see how that'll turn out on youtube we'll see it 
how that works out. Um, by the way, We the Nerdy for now hosts this podcast. It will always be found there, but for now it hosts. And um, stay tuned, everybody. If you're on iTunes, this shouldn't this shouldn't affect you. But we will be making the move to Day Space, as I talked about a couple of weeks ago. We will be making that move. And there's a few instances if you're not on iTunes or if you're using like Android or some other form of of uh, podcast feed, it may disrupt. I will I will be doing absolutely everything that I can do to post both feeds in case uh, you're missing it. But I will let you know on follow me on Twitter because I will let you know when when we do make the change. Um, you also may see like it shows 90 new episodes. I apologize. It's uh, mostly this should be a very smooth transition, but there's going to be a couple instances where where it's not too bad. So. Follow me on Twitter to find out more on that. Thank you so much to Gary Gray for the cover art. Gary, I need to know what you're up to next, man. Maybe we should have a chat very soon. You can join us on the We The Nerdy Facebook fan group. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Remember, next week we're going to be back. Uh, Next week we're going to talk shooters with Ben Butler. Then we're going to have a partly Spanish interview with uh, Alejandro Buendia next week. So otherwise, this is... Episode 91 of We The Gamer Cast. It is now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason from Heavy Rain. Guys, if you didn't know this is Heavy Rain, Jason. It's so hilarious and stupid. Press X for Jason. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!